about them Cowboys? Their winning ways continue. Taking care of business Thursday night football, 41 to 35. Dallas is now nine and three. Dak Prescott threw for 299 and three TDs. Dak. I put a lot into this game. I prepared my ass off. Uh, got amazing coaches and players around me right now doing the exact same. So I understand nobody's opinion defines me. People can say whatever they want, but, but you know, I have the pen, I have the paper, and I'm the one writing. Mm. No one's opinion defines you. It's so, mm-hmm. He's I right. Mean, He's so inspirational. He is inspirational. <laughs> he's right. Is it really? Come he's on, right. S.A. He's, he's right. He's writing the story. What do you want to say, yes, Hater? Yes, he's been writing stories. He's been writing stories for nine years. have you with us. Been writing yeah. stories for nine years. How those work out? Okay. Should Dak be an MVP <laughs> frontrunner, Stephen A.? <laughs> you know what? At this particular moment, I'm willing to say yeah. I mean, I, I normally I would say no, Jalen Hurts, considering what he's doing, you know. I'm back. I'm going back and forth, vacillating back and forth. But when you see Dak playing, putting up the numbers, that is fluid. It's fluid. When you see him putting up the numbers that he's putting up, okay, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say I'm of the mindset it really should be Hurts, but I can't dismiss what I'm seeing from Dak Prescott. Mm. If this keeps up over the next four games – with the strength of schedule having intensified significantly compared to the last place teams he's bloated these numbers up with, I would feel definitively about it. My answer is hurts, but I want to give Dak Prescott some love in all fairness. He has been playing exceptionally well. I'm not blind. you got to give credit where credit is due. And let's face reality, too. This is America's team, right? It's the Dallas Cowboys. The only person they ever had that's one league MVP is Emmitt Smith yeah. in 1993. Not Roger Starbuck, not Troy Aikman, not Michael Irvin, not primetime Deion Sanders, nobody. They had the only person that ever won league MVP for the Dallas Cowboys was Emmitt Smith. Dak Prescott even being in a conversation is a huge, huge deal. I will give credit where credit is due. But my answer is going to be Hurts because they got the best team in football. They got the best record in football coming back from double-digit deficits four consecutive weeks. Even injured, bringing your team back and playing the way that he has played under the most adverse circumstances is when he elevates, whether he's tied or trailing. That's when he's better than what he is at any other time. Those things, to me, speak more to MVP. But I will tell you that Dak deserves strong consideration. Yeah, Stephen A., I agree with you. He's in the conversation, but the conversation begins and ends if he loses next week to the Philadelphia Eagles in the front runner, Jalen Hurts. They're both right there in terms of total touchdowns. Jalen Hurts has got 29. Dak Prescott has got 28 when you add in the rushing total. But I would say this. For Dak Prescott, I'm going to need to see you do it over this next stretch of games, this four-game gauntlet that you guard, starting with the Eagles, then you got the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, both on the road, and then the Detroit Lions. Show me you can do it against teams that we think are title contenders. Now, the Seattle Seahawks step in the right direction. What we saw last night, the game-winning drive, that was impressive. The touchdown pass to Jake Ferguson to cap it. The other thing that I thought was impressive was Dak Prescott being able to go through the progressions, even when the Seattle Seahawks defense took away his first and second read, he was able to go to the backside of the formation. Okay. As our colleague Kirk Herbstreit pointed out throughout that game, right. he was able to see the entire field. He is showing high-level quarterback play. He is elite in terms of what we're seeing from him right now. We have never seen this version of Dak Prescott. Okay. What's up? What's up, Mr. Chippendales? What's up? I, I Look, I, I agree with both of y'all. I agree. The next two weeks are going to tell us everything we need to know because 
Next week, Dak has to play Philly. This week, Brock Purdy has to play Philly. Jalen has to play San Fran. Jalen has to play Dallas. Again, so those three dudes right there, which to me are square in the, in the MVP conversation, they're going to sort themselves out over the next two weeks for sure. And look, Dak, I'm sitting here looking at this. Dak, QBR, number one versus man coverage, number one against four-man rush, number one against the blitz, number one versus pressure, number one in the pocket, number one on third down, number one, number one, number one. He is hitting all of the markers, and he's number two in completion percentage above expected, which really factors in the difficulty of throws that this guy is making regardless of the overall quality of the defenses and the teams that he's playing against. It factors in just how difficult are the throws that he's making. What pressure is he under? How far is the ball traveling? How tight is the coverage that he's throwing into? All those things are being factored in. So you're right, Stephen A. Chris, you guys are both right. He is playing at such a high level, but we want to see it, as you alluded to, Stephen A., over the next month. Because if he keeps it up over the next month and he and I can still rattle off he's number one in QBR in all those different categories, it's a wrap. He's going to win it. But well, wait a minute. Wait a Jaylen minute. Jalen Hurts wait a minute. is wait a minute. on. He wait will minute. win it. Is, wait, wait, hold on. When we say a wrap, well, what if Jalen Hurts shows up and does the same thing over the rest of the season? And the Eagles win no, the I'm NFC saying, East. I'm saying if – yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I got you. I'm it's saying possible. It's, no, no, it's, it's possible that they – like, for example, win or lose between the Eagles and the right. Cowboys, it's possible that both quarterbacks play exceptionally well. It's possible that Dallas could beat yeah. the Eagles and still lose the division crown. Yes. It's possible that both of them could play lights yeah. out for the rest of the season. What are we going to do then? It's not yeah. a wrap. Yeah. It's not yeah. a wrap. Dak Prescott ain't going to well, win the MVP. Well, I guess I – guess well, I guess not. You know what? The reason why I say that is this. And, and look, Dan Graziano alluded to this. And this, these are all the things that don't really factor in as far as the, this discussion. I mean, in this discussion, we're trying to just really look at the football side of things, objectively and subjectively. What I'm saying, why I say it's a wrap is this. If Dak finishes number one at the end of this month in all those categories I just uh, rattled off, and they wind up, okay, maybe they don't win the division. Say maybe Philadelphia does beat them still. But he still winds up number one, and they still go to the playoffs. They still, he's going to win it simply because there's those other external factors that are going to come into play. Meaning, he's the quarterback of the death. If he wins the division, it's a wrap. I, I believe, I believe it will be. And you know what? There's a guy who we were just talking about before, Stephen A. Who I think it wasn't even on that. wasn't even on that graphic of the guys who right now are the favorites, and that okay. being Brock Purdy. And there's going to be things held against Brock Purdy. That had nothing to do with what he's actually accomplishing on the football field. Namely, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He's Mr. Irrelevant. He's not playing for the Dallas Cowboys. And he's playing on a team that everyone deems to be stacked better than any team in the NFL. And you can throw any old body in there and they put up the same numbers that he's putting up. But that's not true. Because Jimmy G wasn't putting up those kind of numbers either. And you know what? And the... Trey Lance, I, as much as I like Trey Lance, I don't believe Trey Lance will be putting up these numbers. Brock Purdy is going to be a special quarterback. That's another discussion. But what I'm saying about Dak is right now, if he puts the, if he still, if he ends up being first in all these different categories, which can't be denied, these are objective stats that when you watch the tape, you're going, okay, I see that. Okay, I see that. Okay, I see that. And you got other people around the league now, namely his peers, talking about. I love watching Dak right now. 
Do you oh, see what he's God. doing? I mean, Aaron Rodgers just talked about this. this the other. I'm, just tell- Look, I'm just telling you that. Stephen A., Stephen A., Stephen A., let, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Chris, don't laugh. Don't laugh at Stephen A. Don't laugh at him, man. <laughs> Stephen A., look, if your peers tell you, if your peers tell you, Stephen A., people who you respect, they're saying Stephen A. is on it right now. He's killing the game. He's right. playing at a high level. Right. You mean to tell me that you're not going to sit there and go and take and take that as saying, well, you well, damn right well, I well, am. Well, okay, let me answer and that question. And they're validating. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me answer that question. First of all, it's interesting that you bring that up because I hear that all the time. So thank you very much. I hear that all the time. All right, let's get that out the way first, okay? That's number one, okay? So I do appreciate that, all right? I do. That I really, really the- do. I really, really do. But here's the difference. I've earned it. Now, let's be on the sense that first tape been number one for a decade, baby. You know what I'm saying? Number one. <laughs> number one. This we ain't a waiting. career achievement no, award. No, 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 wait a minute. We're waiting. I'm t- no, I'm saying. But they're saying it in part because we've been number one. Dak Prescott ain't been that. We've been waiting for a long time. I mean, a long time. And there's been many a time, many a moment where they just haven't shown. Let me tell you. Else, you want me to tell you who feels the same way that I do? Jerry Jones. <laughs> he ain't going to admit it. My Libra buddy. He's not going to admit it, but I'm telling you right now, I'm putting my Southern Stephen A voice, I'm telling you right now, Lewis Riddick, I'm telling you right now, CC, <laughs> J- Jerry Jones feels exactly the same way that I do. You know what Jerry Jones is doing? Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones are like this. We, 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 we did our job. We, we, we got, I mean, look, look at the weapons they got here. I mean, look at, look, look at the running back, the quarterback, the wide receivers, the tight end. I mean, listen, we should, lost Schultz. We lost Ezekiel Elliott. Look at us. We still doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Look at our defense right here. We got Dan Quinn. We kept him on staff. Okay. We knew he was the head coach of material, but we kept him. Got rid of Kellen Moore. Gave the reins to Mike McCarthy. Got the number one offense in the NFL. Got a defense that's top five. Look at all the things that we do. We did our job. And they're looking at everybody else. And they're saying, what you going to do, Dak? Even with the defense and what we pointed out, mm-hmm. you and I, Lewis, you and mm-hmm. I both know mm-hmm. Jerry Jones is like this. What you going to do? You got to come through. You mm-hmm. got to come through. Because he's looking at that dude right there. And so is the rest of us. That's all I'm saying. And yeah. if you go back to the yeah. before the 49ers game, okay. and listen to what Jerry Jones said. We got the team to be able to get it done. But it's going to come down to yeah. Dak, and it's going to come down to Mike McCarthy. And so when we have this conversation around MVP with Dak, a part of it is positioning his team to be able to go on a deep playoff run. In order to do that, you're going to have to see the Philadelphia Eagles about that. And to your point, Lewis, about winning the division, mm-hmm. we haven't seen somebody win the MVP that didn't win their division since 2012, and that was Adrian yeah. Peterson mm-hmm. when he almost broke the single-season rushing record. So again, he was the last non-quarterback. Uh, too. Again, so if we're talking about trying to win MVP – that's what Dak is going to have to do. That's the bar to clear. You're going to have to see that man in Philadelphia. That is Jalen Hurts, the quarterback that's won 14 straight games against teams with winning records. Okay. All right. Again, uh, second hardest remaining schedule. Next four games, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions. We are going to learn a God lot. Bless. A God bless. Is a distraction. Dress looks very, very nice. Here looks nice. What's up with the ice? Why are you wearing the ice today? I just want to know. Looks great to me, Bob. Like look, I'm not saying it doesn't look great. I'm just asking why she's wearing the ice. Did I say it looks bad? Does it does it look bad. I'm just asking why she's wearing the ice. Why are you wearing the ice? It's got to be a special occasion. I don't know. I just felt like it was, went with the Does dress he? and the hairdo. I don't know. Okay. Because she can. 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 All right. I mean, I didn't ask you to answer the question for her, but okay. Actually, I'd like to use Lewis as my spokesperson from now on. Thanks, Lewis. That was the perfect answer. Because she can. Thanks, Lewis. I'm just checking. 
Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. A lot of big games this weekend, uh, but Sunday night at Lambeau is one of the most anticipated ones between Kansas City and Green Bay. So, Lewis, who needs this win more? Would you say it's the Chiefs or the surging Packers? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's the Chiefs. Look, the Chiefs need to stay in contention for the number one seed. The Chiefs are a better football team at home than they are on the road. They score more points at home. They play oh. better defense. They turn the football over more. They rush the passer better oh. at home. So they need to keep pace. They need to go ahead and continue oh. to win games because this is about this is about the long game for them. It's about the long game for them. Oh. Right? They they want to be playing games in Arrowhead. So yeah, can, can, I think can, can they I need to win you? more can, can because it's you? about the long game. Can I pause you, Lewis yeah, Riddick? Go ahead. I need clarification. Yes, I need other consistency. Chris Canty, you weren't here. You weren't here. I mean, we jumped brilliant oh. football. You might, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't understand some stuff that Lewis Riddick said because, I mean, his, just the cerebral positions that he took. I mean, the intellect. I, I just don't know if I can keep up with Lewis Riddick. But I'm going to try. I need your help, CC. <laughs> in the first hour before Hold you on, got wait, here. Wait, wait, did I, what did I say? In, that was confusing. I, I mean, in the first hour before you got here, when we were talking about the Cowboys, I brought up how they are at home compared to how they are on the road. Yep. I brought up how it's the long game. It ain't the now game. I brought those <laughs> things up. Lewis Riddick summarily dismissed, dismissed what I had to say. But, oh, the Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and the Super Bowl champion Travis Kelsey and the Super Bowl champion Andy Reid with that top five-ranked defense led by Spagnola. Oh, now they need, they need to be at home because they can't afford to be on the road. Wait, but it ain't that big of a priority with the Dallas I Cowboys. Is that what I'm saying? Bro, I didn't. It wasn't It wasn't which team needs to be at home more. Philadelphia, I mean, Kansas City or, say you or, uh, or Dallas. It was which team needs to be, in, be needs to win more, Kansas City or Green Bay. And I say Kansas City needs to win more. 
because they are a team that plays at a different level when they're at home. So when you're talking about going up again, okay, okay, let me ask you this. Would would Kansas City rather play Baltimore in Baltimore? They'd all rather be home. Would Kansas City rather – exactly, that's my point. That's all my point is. That's all. You were saying, you were saying when it came to the Cowboys, excuse me, they doing what they doing. I said, yo, there's a discrepancy between them at home and on the road. And if they don't win the division, they're going to be on the road. So what are we talking about? Right, 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 right. And I'm not, look, uh, and you know what? And if you then would have asked me the question of, do you oh. think it'd be better if Dallas was at home or on the road in the playoffs? I would have said mm. at home. Okay. All right, man. All right, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, go, go ahead. I'm, 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 sorry to inter- I'm sorry to interrupt your soliloquy. I'm going to let you continue. Lewis, I want to be with you, bro. I want to be with you. And I'm going to be with you with the Kansas City Chiefs. But right now, I feel like you got your own skates a little bit. But, That's right. but, your, but your argument right. is right, though. Your, your argument is right. We, 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 we quite literally have day. never seen Patrick Mahomes go on the road in a playoff game. The only thing that came close to a playoff game was the Super Super Bowl back in 2020 when they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but the Bucs were a wild card when they got there. Technically, the Chiefs were the home team. But the thing that I'll say is this. This Kansas City team is probably looked the most vulnerable since Pat Mahomes took over as the mm. starting quarterback. And while I'll say they have the mm. best defense, their offense leaves mm. a little bit to be desired, and that's because of the young players. You would prefer to have those young wide receivers, those young skill position players, in the friendly confines of Arrowhead Stadium and have that advantage. We all know that football players are creatures of habit. So being able to have them comfortable in that home environment versus going on the road lends itself to being able to get the best version of them. So I will say that the Chiefs need this game more than the Packers. Quite literally, the stakes for the Kansas City Chiefs because of our expectations are different than the Green Bay Packers. So that's why I would say playoff seeding in the standings right. matters more for the Chiefs, right. and that's why this win all, matters more for them. First of all, there's no way in hell that the Chiefs need this game more than the Green Bay Packers. Y'all need to stop. There's no way in hell, okay? Because when you're talking to me about, you know, there was somebody that brags. I don't know if you know him, Chris, Chris Canty. You know, he's in the screen right now wearing the glasses. I call him Mr. Chippendales. <laughs> somebody, it was somebody, you know what I'm saying, keeping his shirt he got up. The he shirt up, button up he today. Got I don't know what. The, the, wife, the wife must be in the vicinity, must have told him, yo, button that shirt up. That's what that's about. But that's a different story for another day. We won't digress. We won't digress. Here's the point. This Don't tell me this dude right here, Lewis Riddick, Nobody bragged about seeing Patrick Mahomes before any of us saw Patrick Mahomes more than Lewis Riddick. He told us Patrick Mahomes coming out of got this brother special. Wait till y'all see him. That Ferrari. Going, that I mean, Ferrari. And Lewis Riddick was right. He was right. Okay, so let's give him props where it's due. I don't understand how we go from that to acting like, oh, my God, if this dude plays away from Arrowhead Stadium, what's going to happen to him? He's Patrick freaking Mahomes. Talk to me about that another time. Jordan Love is a different matter altogether. Let's count the ways, because I got some numbers here, and I want to make sure y'all, y'all, y'all hear this. It really comes down to this. Jordan Love, in five wins, ten touchdowns, one interception. In six losses, nine touchdowns, nine interceptions. 
So it's really, are you going to protect the ball? Are you going to protect the ball against that Kansas City defense? Are you going to be able to handle your business in that regard? Now, when we're looking at Patrick Mahomes, okay, yes, last week when you look at the Packers, 27 pressures against Jared Goff, inconvenienced him, just disrupted his whole day. We saw what transpired in that regard, and they ended up winning the game, and we get all of that. But Patrick Mahomes, I'm looking at him right now, 35% of dropbacks this year completed only 50% of his passes under duress. When you pressure Patrick Mahomes, this year has been tough for him. I don't think it's because of him. I think it's because those receivers are dropping the damn ball. 26 drops, if they catch those 26 passes, I don't mm. think that number's the same. So I don't think that's about him. I think that's about the receivers. But nevertheless, he is running for his life. Like, this season has resembled him in the Super Bowl, okay, a couple of years back against Tampa Bay when he was running for his damn life because he didn't have an offensive line. In this case, he's running for his life. Not because of his offensive line, but because the receivers either can't get open or they're dropping the damn passes when they do. Yeah, I, I agree with you on all of that, but don't try to Jedi mind trick because the question is which team needs to win I more. said Green Bay. No, and you're wrong. Because <laughs> I'm not we, wrong. Yeah, because if Green Bay loses, they got five very winnable games for the remainder of it the It don't season. matter. They ain't so, good enough to say. They ain't good enough to call anything winnable. They ain't good enough to call anything winnable. Oh, here we now, go. Now, I mean, what did that mean? Winnable. Here we go. What did that mean? Winnable. 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 Let me ask you this. What, what, but, but you know, okay, so, so, so look, Kansas City needs this. Kansas City needs to keep pace in the AFC. We just talked, we just laid out Wait, the reason what? why they need to win this one. And the next week, if you have, you know what, if next week you can have this same question on which team needs this more, put Kansas City up against somebody, put them up against whatever team you want to pick. They need that one too. They need that one too. Because what we're talking about with Kansas City is not just making it to the playoffs, not just, it's about getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. That's the only thing that matters when we're talking about Kansas City. And for Kansas City, the path of least resistance for them is by playing them games in Arrowhead and not going on the road. And the reasons why, Stephen A., you just laid it out. You don't, because the receivers you hope are more comfortable at home than they are on the road. You hope that the pass rush and the defense, which statistically it's already been proven so far this year, is better at home than it is on the road. Because when they got that crowd going down there in Arrowhead, and the offensive line can't hear the snap count, and they're going on silent. And that's oh, pass on. rushers are coming off the ball. No sense, and Majerius is doing his thing. Stop. They need Stephen Stop. A. It makes perfect sense. The division winners, aside from the division winners, you got Minnesota, you got Dallas, Minnesota, Atlanta, New Orleans. Pick one, Seattle. I'm sorry, in Seattle, that's five different teams ahead of the Green Bay Packers. What makes the playoffs or not? Y'all talking to me about, listen, I'm, I'll roll the dice with Patrick Mahomes on the road, take my chances. I'll roll the dice with him. But with the Green Bay case, you got to at least get there. You got to get there. They can't okay, afford well, to lose any more games. Okay, let, let, let me ask you this. Okay, then, then, here's, here's the next question I would ask. Them. That many more. <laughs> what, is, what, is more, what is more rele- What is more relevant to you? If the Green Bay Packers make it to the playoffs or if Kansas City gets back to the Super Bowl? Well, Kansas What's City more important back to you? To, Kansas City getting back to the Super Bowl is obviously the answer to me. But what I'm saying to you is uh, Lewis Riddick don't get to come on national television and talking about anything could happen. And once you get into the playoffs, you roll the dice, baby. And that's what you got to get there first before you can do anything. And then forget that just because his narrative is about Patrick Mahomes avoiding road games. You don't get to do that. No, it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and it's Patrick it's, Mahomes, it's, Patrick Mahomes I, I, can look, go anywhere and win. He can go in. Uh, let me ask y'all a question. Am I lying can, when I say that? But I can think, Patrick but Mahomes I think, go anywhere and win? But I, 
Yeah, yes. he yes. he can. Right. But yes. I think what he also showed you is this: he also can't throw it and catch it, can he? That's mm. true. I've always said that. Yeah, we heard Giselle say that. that. Yeah. All right. That's right. Chiefs are favored by six. Yeah, he would that bring was Giselle. Giselle. Yeah, that's right. That's we true. haven't thought about Giselle in years, and here you come with that. But all right. Why? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think about her. Why? Follow her on Instagram. <laughs> Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Scoring beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. The SEC championship kicks off on Saturday in Atlanta when number eight Alabama takes on number one Georgia, the two-time defending national champion. Coach Nick Saban of the Crimson Tide thinks a victory over the dogs ought to be sufficient to guarantee his team a berth in the four-team college football playoff bracket. Take a listen. I think there should be some representation from the SEC, regardless of who wins the game, absolutely. I think this is one of the best leagues. Um, you know, in the country, uh, and if you're a one-loss team and you play through this league, uh, I think you're one of the best four teams in the country. Okay, so there's that. On that note, we welcome in Desmond Howard. Des, great to see you. What up, Des? What's happening, y'all? Thanks for having me. Of course. Des, tell me this. If Bama and Texas wins, who deserves the playoff bid more? Well, if you're looking at Bama and Texas and both of them win, are you saying that Florida State won too? Because there are, there are a lot of teams ahead of Alabama and ahead of Texas right now. So it's just not as simple as one of those teams winning that they should be in. And you look at the leap for from Alabama to actually get into the top four, it's a big leap. And it's something that I believe will be unprecedented, even if they beat the number one team in the country right now, which is the Georgia Bulldogs. And now you're looking at Georgia Bulldogs team there. You're expecting them to fall from number one all the way to number five if they lose the SEC championship game. Again, that's something we've never, ever seen in the college football playoffs. So I don't think that despite, listen, we're in the season of everyone's trying to jockey for a position. Everyone's trying to talk about, you know, state their case just in case they win so they can get in the college football playoffs. So I expect Nick Saban to say something like that because he understands that they have a lot going against them. So what he's doing now is trying to make make his case for the uh, college football playoff selection committee. So if they beat Georgia, the number one team in the country, that they would um, put Alabama in the top four, which would be a huge jump. Let me say this to you, man, and and I'm going to say what I got to say, and let me get your opinion on this. First of all, first things first, all right? There is no way in hell that 
the college football playoffs can have a playoff system without the SEC, uh, uh, some SEC representative in it. There's no way, there is no way in hell. It will right. not fly. It will not fly, okay? Right, you can't, right. uh, nobody with no champion would be legitimate <laughs> if you got four teams in the playoffs and now one of them come from the SEC, which is the best conference of football. Let's get that out the way. That's number one. <laughs> number two. I don't give a damn what one lost team you bring in there, Georgia or Alabama. One of them, at the very least, deserves to be in there, like I just said. I do get your point about Florida State if they run the table, even though Louisville lost to Kentucky, lost a couple of games this year. I understand how people are looking at that. And then Jordan Travis is out. Here's why I'm bringing all of this up. And Texas head-to-head, head-to-head competition means a lot to me. But I listen to guys like you, Dez, bring up the fact that Texas won week two. Okay, now we went through a complete season a long, long, long time ago. Different ball game now. My question is this. When I think about TCU last year, to go into that national championship game and get stomped 65 to 7, college football don't (laughs) want that. They don't want that. And so if you don't have, like, the best teams in there, that could do damage to the college football players. What do you say to that? No, I mean, that's a valid point, and people point to the TCU game a year ago against Georgia, and Georgia showed them, hey, you know, you guys are really good, and you are great in your conference, but there are levels to this. That's and, right. you know, we're on a whole nother level, and I get that. That Georgia team, you know, obviously the past two seasons, they've been just historically great. Just look at the NFL draft and how many first, and second, and third rounders that they sent to the next level. So I get that. But when you're looking at this Florida State team, right, and people are saying, well, maybe you leave them out because Jordan Travis is gone. Jordan yeah. Travis hurt. You know, we also say, Stephen A., that we want a, we want a team in there that took a challenge in their non-conference schedule. I mean, they took a big challenge playing uh, LSU at the beginning of the season. So you, they should be rewarded for that. And LSU, despite the fact that they're not in the SEC championship game, they have a guy, Jaden Daniels, Who's a legitimate like Heisman front runner right now? He's been outstanding from week one to the end of the season. So they had a, a, a big challenge, and then well, to be a conference champ too. I just think that you should be rewarded for doing all the things, checking all the boxes. Because right. if this was an SEC team, and I'm not saying that SEC team would make it, I agree. That's why I said even if Alabama beats Georgia, I, I find it very hard to see. Georgia falling all the way to number five, meaning that they will be out of the college football playoff. But Florida State has done everything that you've asked them to do to be in the college football playoff, so I think you have to reward them. Well, I will say this. Alabama, and you know me, I ride with Nick Saban in Alabama all day, every day, but you did. It is a legitimate argument that can be made that even if you beat Georgia, your one loss against Georgia's got to go in because they can't drop from four um, number one, rather, to outside altogether at number five unless they get blown out in the SEC championship game, which we don't see right. happening, okay? So because of that, all right, we can't transition them or diminish them that drastically, whereas with Alabama, we'd have the excuse to leave you out if we wanted to put Texas in because Texas beat you straight up head-to-head. My right. thing with Florida State is this. This is why the TCU component comes into play because they got all-world receivers led by this cat, Keon Johnson. I mean, these brothers can ball. We got it. Right. Rotomaker, we don't know much about him. He looks nice the whole bit, but the bottom line is Jordan Travis is Jordan Travis. Him being gone, it's not great. It doesn't even seem fair. But, hey, if the brother ain't there, if the star ain't there, (laughs) you understand that he's out because he injured. Right? And and somebody got to be left out. 
that's a legitimate excuse to leave him out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know that's that's what Boo Corrigan and uh, the College Ball Playoff Selection Committee—they're going to come up, come, come, come up with that type of explanation on Sunday. But don't forget, you mentioned Keon, Keon Coleman. You got Johnny Coleman, Wilson. Yes. You got yeah. Trey Benson. You got like a star-studded cast of talent around Tate Rodemaker. So I believe, and in, 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 in before we even move forward, Stephen A., there's there's rumors out there that Rodemaker. Maybe a little banged up, so we gotta keep an oh. eye on that. I heard that the point spread has already moved. Okay. It's still in FSU's favor, but it's already moved some. So we gotta keep an eye on the health of Tate Rodemaker. There may be news coming out of Tallahassee mm. or wherever they're at right now about their quarterbacks. That's something to keep an eye on. But I just like the talent around. They got great defense, and if he's able to play. And they're able to go out there and handle their business against a Louisville team that's going to come in there with an attitude, big attitude. They just lost against their in-state rival, Kentucky. So they're going to come out there in an in in attempt to prove something. So I just think that FSU should be rewarded if they go out there and handle their business. Yeah. Right. Keon Coleman, is an, he's, he's a bad brother. I love that kid. I yeah, love man. Bell, too, Absolutely. but Keon Coleman's no joke. Des, let me yes, ask sir. you this. Tonight's Pac-12 title game, we got number five Oregon heavily favored by 10 points over third-ranked Washington. Which team wins this matchup? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, this is one I think you really can flip a coin. I think, oh, you know, I easily say Oregon, right? Oregon's been a team that ever since they lost the game to Washington, They've been on the trajectory. Like, you just don't want to see the Ducks. Like, they have been out to make a statement each and every week. And you're looking at a Washington team with Michael Penix Jr., uh, Odunze, and the receiver core that he has. And then Dylan Johnson, the running back, he's come on strong. So now they have more balance. But it just seems like the Oregon Ducks right now, like, they, they took that loss to heart. They took it personally. And they've been out there in an attempt to make a, a statement in each and every game that they've participated in. So I would probably pick the Ducks by a slim margin, but I can't wait. I wish this game was tomorrow, but it's going to be an exciting one tonight. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm. All right, Des, thanks for making some time. Always jealous. good to chop it up with you. He's in the ATL. All right, thank I you. really, really <laughs> wish I was there. I really Should do. be here, brother. Well, you could go. <laughs> <laughs> flight. What is it, two hours? Think about it. Right. You, you marinate on that because I want to transition to something else. Des, thank you. Have a wonderful <laughs> right. weekend. Be Take safe. Care. Thanks. Uh, after suffering cardiac arrest during a USC summer workout, freshman Bronny James has been cleared by doctors to return to basketball just over four months. Yes. A huge relief for the eldest son of the James family. LeBron James said Thursday that he has already informed the Lakers that he will skip their game if they play on the same day that Bronny makes his USC debut. Stephen A., your thoughts on that? I completely support LeBron James' decision. And the reason I bring that up is because I know there's a lot of people uh, that would find a reason to hate on him saying, yo, I'm going to miss my day job. I'm going to go there to see my son. And believe it or not, I'm not even bringing up uh, you know, the situation involving Bronny James. First of all, I can't tell you how happy I am. He's a great kid, and I can't tell you how happy I am that he looks healthy and, and, and ready to go after that scare before the summer. I'm just incredibly grateful that, that's, that, that, that he's well, and I'm wishing this kid nothing but the best. His father, I would say this to everybody, the man's a winner. He's a four-time champion. He's a four-time league MVP. Uh, he's in top two as, as one of the greatest players to have ever played the game of basketball. When you win as much as LeBron James has, win, has won, when you carry the league on your shoulders, 
the way that LeBron James has done throughout the years. When you've committed yourself to greatness and excellence, the way LeBron James has religiously done is nothing wrong with you telling the world in advance. Oh, I'm going to take this day off because my son is debuting on in college at USC. I'm going to be there for that first game. You damn right. That's exactly where LeBron James is supposed to be. And I, I, I'm excited for him. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Because you got a lot of people that's going to complain. Oh, man, you know, you got Please. to play Lakers. Please, man put in like Shut 20, up. 20 years. Please, that man well, put in 20 years. It's once 20, in a lifetime, and especially what his family wants in a lifetime. that potential scare. That's right. All of yeah. them going to be there. Everybody yeah. going to be there, and they should. Absolutely. Hell, if I could, I would be there. Absolutely. you got to yeah. celebrate it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Who would have thought the Denver Broncos and the Houston Texans have a critical AFC matchup this Sunday? Broncos cruising on a five-game win streak while the Texans have been red-hot winning three of their last four. Both teams just outside the playoff picture sitting at six and five. Now, if the Colts lose this weekend to the Titans, the winner of Broncos-Texans would occupy one of those three wild-card spots. Either way, they both start the day just one game back of the Steelers for the fifth seed in the AFC. Chris Candy, tell me this. Bigger threat in the AFC, Broncos or Texans? I think it's the Texans because they have a more realistic opportunity of getting into the postseason. If you look at their remaining strength of schedule, it's a tad bit easier than the Denver Broncos. And keep it in mind that the Texans have a better conference record than the Denver Broncos. So right now, they have the tiebreaker, and that's why they're ahead in the standings. And then after week 13, the Texans, they play two teams that are in front of them in the standings in the Indianapolis Colts and the Cleveland Browns. The Denver Broncos have no such game. So that's why I think this is a situation where the Texans are a bigger threat. And all things being equal, Stephen A., give me the quarterback that's better of the two teams, and that has to be C.J. Stroud this season. The last point is where is all I was going, because I don't we don't have much time for this segment. C.J. Stroud is a stud. This, some, this brother is something special. You got Nico Collins looking like an all-world receiver because you got C.J. Stroud. Though. You got Tank Bell looking like an all-world receiver because you got Tank Dell, rather, looking like an all-world receiver because of this man throwing you the football. This brother is special, and he keeps them in the game, and you have a team that rallies around him because they know they got a quarterback that can come to the rescue. I think that when you look at it from that perspective, as much as I love the turnaround that has existed in Denver, it's primarily because of their defense, and Russell Wilson is not turning the football over. I think he's been relatively pedestrian. He hasn't really been out, lights out, but he obviously is reminding you who Russell Wilson is, but he ain't C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is something special. This is a sneaky good game because we're all focused on the NFC matchup, obviously. Yeah, a, yeah this, this is a playoff Sunday, game. This is an elimination but game. But this is Whoever. a 1 o'clock one? Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is real deal, too. Yeah, We've got man. a good slate. Looking forward to it. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. 
One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. The V Foundation Stuart Scott Cancer Research Fund honored Stuart's legacy by awarding grants to scientists for addressing racial disparities in cancer outcomes and providing opportunities to researchers from diverse backgrounds. ESPN and the V Foundation are proud to support this fund in honor of Stuart. You can support by visiting v.org slash Stuart. Back in 2014, while fighting cancer, Stuart was given the Jimmy V Award and spoke at the ESPYs. There's a portion of that very emotional speech. What you didn't see in the piece is what's gone on probably the last 10 days. I just got out of the hospital this past Friday. Seven day stay. Man, I crashed. I had liver complications, I had kidney failure. I had four surgeries in a span of seven days. I had tubes and wires running in and out of every part of my body. And guys, when I say every part of my body, every part of my body. As of Sunday, I didn't even know if I'd make it here. I couldn't fight. But doctors and nurses could. The people that I love, my friends and family, they could fight. My girlfriend, who slept on a very uncomfortable hospital cot by my side every night, she could fight. The people that I love did last week what they always do. They visited, they talked to me, they listened to me, they sat silent sometimes, they loved me. And that's another one of the components of the V Foundation. This whole fight, this journey thing is not a solo venture. This is something that requires support. I called my big sister Susan a few days ago. Why? I needed to cry. It was that simple. And I know that I can call her. I can call my other sister Cynthia, my brother Stephen, my mom and dad. And I can just cry. And those things are very important. I have one more necessity. Yeah, it's really two. Two very vibrant, intelligent, beautiful young ladies. The best thing I have ever done, the best thing I will ever do, is be a dad to Taylor and Sydney. It's true. I can't ever give up because I can't leave my daughters. Yes, sometimes I embarrass them. Sometimes they think I'm a tyrant. That's a direct quote. There is an adjective that described tyrant too, but I'm not going to go there. But Taylor and Sydney, I love you guys more than I will ever be able to express. You two are my heartbeat. I am standing on this stage here tonight because of you. My oldest daughter, Taylor, I wanted her to be here, but college sophomore, summer school, second semester, starting this week. Baby girl, I love you, but you go do you. You go do that. My littlest angel is here. 
my 14-year-old. Sydney, come up here and give Dad a hug because I need one. Obviously, Stephen A., that's always tough to watch. Um, And I know everyone sitting at this table at home has been touched by cancer. But I just want to say, Stuart, you knew him better than I did. But uh, he was always a mentor and always looked out and tried to lift people up. And the thing that stood out to me about him is he was always authentically himself. He brought his flavor. He didn't change for anybody. And he was a pioneer and a trailblazer, and and he led the way and opened the door for so, so many. And before you jump in, I just want to mention again, you can support by visiting v.org slash Stuart. I miss my friend. I miss one of the greatest talents this industry has ever seen. Um, A guy that revolutionized this business as far as I'm concerned. People like myself and so many others wouldn't be here today if it were not for him. And, of course, the late, great John Saunders as well. You consider what Stewart meant, how innovative he was, how unique he was in terms of his presentation, his delivery, his brilliance. You know, he had issues with his eye and what have you. And sometimes, you know, couldn't really see. And he would see he'd have a rundown memorized and he'd do a show based off of memory. He was just that brilliant. The kind of talent that he had is so special. And I just wish nothing but the best to his family, especially his daughters, Taylor and Sydney. Sydney's a Rhodes Scholar, by the way, was a Rhodes Scholar in 2022. She's absolutely fabulous. It just we just miss him. This place is we, we, we stand on his shoulders, you know, because he was one of the people who built ESPN into what it is today and what it will continue to be, no doubt. And one thing I just want to mind everyone with v.org slash donate, a lot of times when you're giving to causes, it's not 100% of the proceeds. This is 100% of the proceeds going to cancer research and with Stewart's uh, specifically uh, addressing the racial disparities that we discuss with outcomes with cancer. So um, on that note, wishing you all a wonderful weekend and you as well, Stephen A., and we'll see you on Monday.